Day number 122. Day 122, Joe abandons Americans 135 days after pledging never to do that. Uh, yeah, great job, Joe. Uh, glad you're with us. Toll free, it's 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Look, I know a lot of you... Um, we have Mark Meadows, by the way, one hour from right now is going to join us about his book and about the vote to hold him in contempt of Congress. By the way, I have contempt of Congress. I have contempt for almost everybody in Congress, but that's a different issue. Um, the idea that uh, I had sent a text to Mark Meadows um, that day on, on January 6th and everybody in the mob and the media, Linda, if you've been watching the hysteria, it's out of control. I mean, it's it's laughable, um, but but predictable, you know, kind of reminds me. I mean, Linda was joking with me today. Well, it could have been another 57 pages worth of text messages like the 13 or 12 or 1300 they released with you of Manafort. I mean, it's true. true. I thought we had I thought liberals believed in privacy in this country. Just like when we talk about covid, I think I'm one of the few remaining Americans that believes in freedom. You know, not out there saying F your freedom like other people. I mean, it's like every other day I hear somebody new saying F your freedom. I'm like, no, sorry, that's not the country I believe in. Um, or the people. You know, it's just people are just bizarre. Um, the country that I believe in, I believe in medical privacy. I believe in doctor patient confidentiality. You know, nobody wants to hear it, but I think I'm right. I think the debate for the most part is over in terms people have decided where they stand on vaccinations. And I don't think anything that Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, the CDC or the NIH is going to say that's going to convince them. And we'll get to that later in the show today. Um, and the fact that, you know, they read a test, uh, a text from me. Can he make a statement as the people to leave the Capitol? Um Okay, now, why would they release this except that they're trying to make a point? Um, Here's what fascinates me, though. In the summer of 2020, we had over 500, about 530 some odd riots. In the summer of 2020, the media mob, I have pictures of fake news, CNN, MSDNC. and, And literally, they would be reporting the mostly peaceful protests. It never was. Joe Biden didn't even mention all the rioting that took place in the summer of 2020 in his in his DNC speech. Democrats knew they didn't they didn't want to piss off their radical base. They didn't want to take them on. They didn't want to speak out against the rioting. Now, in the summer of 2022, 2020, we had dozens of our fellow Americans killed. We had thousands of cops Injured, pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails. I've, I've said this many times and I repeat it because they're only interested in Washington in, in one riot. But we had all these riots. And the one consistency that I had on this program was I condemn any rioting. We are a nation of laws. Our laws are based on a document. That document is called our Constitution. It's called constitutional order. One of the reasons I keep pointing out Joe Biden does not have the ability to just pick and choose which laws he wishes to enforce and not enforce. The idea that he aids and abets law breaking at the border with process and release. And and not only that, you get preferential treatment if you're here illegally. You don't get a, a covid test because you're not going to be here very long. Another lie told. 
Uh, then you get dispersed around the country without getting a, a vaccine mandate and getting the vaccine. Pretty amazing. We have another huge caravan. We'll get to this later in the program today. Uh, headed to the southern border. We will shatter, you know, 20-year records this year in terms of illegal immigrants entering the country. But anyway, so on January 6th, um, you know, we, we the last time Congress held somebody in contempt like this and, and pressed charges before they did it to Steve Bannon was 1983. And now it appears they want to do it to Mark Meadows. Now, we... You know, remember, they'd already had, what, four years of the lie, Trump-Russia collusion lie. You know, we know that all of that was bogus based on a dirty Russian dossier that they could never verify, that they said was verified in the in the FISA applications, but we now know it was unverifiable. Still, nobody's held accountable for that. You only get held accountable if you're a conservative. And then, of course, the first impeachment, then the the post-presidency impeachment over this very issue of January 6th. And, you know, so we we actually went back and uh, I looked, for example, and, you know, when I look at this committee now and I look at Adam Kinzinger and I look at Liz Cheney, for example, they're the two biggest Trump haters in the Republican Party. That's just what this is. They're not looking for the truth here. Once they kicked off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks and replaced them with the two biggest Trump haters, never Trumpers, I, I realized this is a colossal waste of time with a predetermined outcome. You know, the purpose of this committee is not to get to the truth of what happened on January 6th. The, tr- the purpose is to purge the Republican Party of all things Donald Trump and his supporters, so he can't run again. Now, if they wanted to get to the truth, we need to get to the truth. But we also need to get to the truth of what happened in the in the rioting over the summer of 2020. Because if you don't learn from it, it's only going to happen again. You know, if you really want what the real, if we had a committee that really wanted the truth, we would have to look into why they were not prepared In other words, they knew hundreds of thousands of people were coming to town. We know that President Trump himself, we know that Mark Meadows himself, we know that the Capitol Police chief himself and and others have had all said they wanted the National Guard in place, ready when a large group of people were going to march to the Capitol. This committee is not going to focus on Trump's words. Many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices can be heard. Um, but they asked ahead of time, a couple, two days before the, the January 6th rally, they asked for the National Guard to be on the ready. By the way, now we have a whistleblower that's come forward, whistleblowers apparently, that say that they were given stand-down orders in the middle of all of this. Well, why would... Now, first of all, some would say, well, why would you, if, if you didn't plan it, why would you call up the National Guard? Because we watched 530 riots and federal buildings being attacked all last summer, the summer prior. That would just be good common sense policing to keep everybody safe and everybody secure, which is what we should do. So the evidence is so clear 
you know, the committee really doesn't want an answer here. And I'm going to get into that in, in very specific detail here because and the Hill had a great article about this. The formation of this commission. Now, we're going to ignore the 530 riots that took place that that killed dozens of people, billions of dollars in property damage with arson and looting and injured thousands of cops. We're not going to have a commission on that. Those riots. But the tragic tr- the tragedy here is that if they really wanted to get to the bottom of it, they never would have kicked off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks and made it political. They did. You know, a traditional media, you know, on cue, they've, they've been out there. Pelosi exploded the myth of bipartisanship. Pelosi confident in bipartisan committee, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger, you know, the idea that we would question their integrity, we know where they stand politically. Now, here's the interesting part that they should be investigating that they're not investigating. If you really care about preventing something as horrible as what happened on January 6th from ever happening again. And that would be now the rules of the U.S. Capitol. And we've gone over this at the time. The power structure of the U.S. Capitol. Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, has more control and authority and responsibility over the leadership of the Capitol Police than anyone else in the U.S. Capitol. Now, so, you know, Jim Banks was on Fox News Sunday, told Martha McCallum, so she doesn't want us to ask these questions because at the end of the day, she's ultimately the person responsible for the breakdown of security at the Capitol that happened on January 6th. Now, whether it's Speaker Pelosi, Liz Cheney, or anyone who sits on the committee, it's clear that those are the questions that we need to be asking and demanding answers to. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want me on the committee, but she also doesn't want us to ask these questions because it leads to a series of answers that won't fit their predetermined narrative. This is why I'm saying it's a predetermined conclusion here. You know, if, if Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, if they really wanted to get to the bottom, you have to ask the question. You're in charge of the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police chief requested National Guard troops. Whistleblowers are now ready to testify that they were told to stand down in the middle of the riots. Uh, Donald Trump himself requested for the safety of the city in light of what happened with the 500 plus riots in the summer of 2020, that it would be a good idea to have the National Guard on the ready. And the same thing with Mark Meadows. Um, And let me tell you what else, and don't underestimate this part. This is a huge distraction for the Democrats, all of their allies in the media mob. You know, they're seeing everything you're seeing about rising inflation, the high cost of energy, this disastrous, you know, build back better new Green Deal socialism. They're reading the real CBO score. They know they've been lied to that it's not 1.75 trillion, it's 5.1 trillion. They know all of these things. And, you know, so the the other thing is, you know, if you're really going to look into this, why aren't you bringing in that guy that they reported on uh, in The Washington Times and CBS News uh, in Utah federal charging documents about this alleged January 6th ringleader, John Earl Sullivan? I'll tell you about that in a minute. But the but the bottom line is they don't want that result. This is a partisan sham. It is another witch hunt. And that's the sad part. 
we should get to the bottom of why they didn't call up the National Guard ahead of time, knowing what happened in the summer of 2020. And we should get to the bottom of what happened in the summer of 2020 so we don't have thousands of more injured cops, dozens of other Americans killed, and billions of dollars in property damage for businesses that are either you know put ablaze or looted. That's what we should be doing. That's what's not going to happen because their predetermined outcome is all political. Now, I'm going to explain that. And I'm going to, by the way, play my remarks both on radio and television on January 6th because like we condemned in the summer of 2020 every riot, we condemned as it was unfolding on this show that day and that night on television. We're, we're just consistent. Rioting is wrong. Violence is wrong. We must protect our institutions. We've got to protect any elected official. I said it that day. I'll say it today, and I'll say it any other day. Um, and again, you know, they want to just turn this into, oh, the Trump people, this, this. It's, they're not looking for the answer, because if the answer is right in front of them, why didn't they prepare? That's the question especially in light of the summer we had just had. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. I actually would like an honest assessment of what happened and why it happened and why they weren't prepared on January 6th. I would like an honest assessment of how to prevent dozens of Americans from dying like they did in the summer of 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 2020 and and billions of dollars in property damage and arson and looting and attacks on federal buildings and thousands of cops hurt injured you know i i i'd like to know how we got there of course the democrats went along with the madness of defund dismantle uh the police nonsense you know but if you if you look at the end if you really want to know how this all happened, who's responsible, you, you've got to ask the important question. Why was the, the chief of the Capitol Police, why was he denied the guard troops that he requested before and on five other separate occasions? Why is it that Donald Trump's request for National Guard troops, knowing what happened just months earlier all through the summer of 2020, why was his request denied? Why was Mark Meadows' request denied? Mark Meadows will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, because it's Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. She's the one with the authority and the control and the responsibility over the leadership of the Capitol Police, more than anyone else in the U.S. Capitol. And that the, those questions are not going to be asked because that's not part of the predetermined outcome. That's why this is a sham committee. That's why this is a partisan witch hunt. That's why it's that's why I keep telling you it's a predetermined outcome. Um, you know, since there's no evidence whatsoever showing, you know, will they ever focus on Donald Trump's actual words? Many of you will peacefully and patriotically now march to the Capitol so your voices can be heard. What part of that can be interpreted as a call for violence? Now, there was, according to CBS News 9 Utah and in the Washington Times, they reported on this. Um, you know, we're looking for people that were part of instigating all of this. 
you know, we, we have these reports that are out there that are scary, that people the day before were preparing, you know, to to commit acts of violence or at least initiate these things. You know, I would think those would be areas. Remember, there were the reports of people putting, you know, various things around uh, the Capitol, you know, placing them in places before the actual before it actually happened. Well, who are those people? Why haven't we gotten any reports on any of them? I'd like to see those reports. But of course, that's not part of the narrative. That's not part of what they want to come up with. Um. You know, we've got, for example, if you go to CBS and and the Washington Times that I just referred to, um, you know, apparently Edison occurred to uh, Liz Cheney and, and of course, the Democrats or Adam Kinzinger or Nancy Pelosi. If Trump supporters didn't support the riot, that tends to undermine the Democrats' contention that the riot was part of a vast MAGA conspiracy to overturn the election. But my question is, as long as, you know, we want to comb through people's personal text messages and release them publicly, why don't we release Nancy Pelosi's text messages? Why don't we release in the days leading up to this? I'd, I'd like to know how many times she dealt with the issue of the National Guard being called up ahead of time and why she steadfastly refused to do it and why even when it was happening, now we have whistleblowers saying they, they were told to stand down. Why would you have somebody stand down or this, you know, apparently this guy that was reported on by the Washington Times and by CBS, John Earl Sullivan. I don't know who this guy is. According to his own brother, who was interviewed on Fox News back in January, he was, quote, in charge of the January 6th riot. The allegation supported by Mr. Sullivan himself later, later told prosecutors that I brought my megaphone to instigate bleep. I was like, guys, we're going inside. We're bleep this. We'll bleep this up. I'm going to make these Trump supporters bleep all this bleep up. And according to federal prosecutors, that video shows him wearing a gas mask and a ballistics vest while he was instigating a riot. Okay. well, I would think that that might garner the attention of this committee. You know, according to uh, the Washington Times, May 21st, the assistant U.S. attorney included quotes in her filing of this man's first video. Sullivan's first video is he t urges pro protesters to invade, then roaming the Capitol's hallways and the catacombs, wielding his camera and his knife. And there are so many people, you know, let's go, he said at one point. This bleep is ours. Bleep, yeah. Where we accomplished this bleep. We did this together. Bleep. Yeah, we're all part of this history. Let's burn this bleep down. I brought my megaphone to instigate bleep. I was like, guys, we're going inside. We're bleeping this bleep up. I'm going to make these Trump supporters bleep all this bleep up. I'm not making this up. This is all in the article. Uh, there's evidence that the defendant came to the U.S. Capitol prepared to both film and instigate mayhem. And he exploited his posture of recording to, you know, cajole and resist officers inside the Capitol and make his way in the front lines of the confrontation, her filing says. There's strong evidence that the defendant was no more, no mere bystander, but an active participant wielding a camera. Unreal. Uh, anyway, he's pending, he's free pending trial. What a shocker. 
Let anyway, me stop so, here. Uh, let me get to this other article here. So they seized, apparently, the funds of this guy. Um, look, Liz Cheney knows she's toast in the Republican Party, so she's doing it for other reasons. Amazing thing to me, when I look at Liz Cheney and all this, is I've known the Cheneys. I used to like her family. I got along with her. I got along with her father. Got along with her mother. Got al- I met her sister. Got along with her, too. I thought they were nice people. Um, but now she has aligned herself with the very people that have called her father a war criminal, a murderer. You know, Bush Cheney lied. People died. A crook, Halliburton. So I'm not sure what her motives are, but it's clear that the motives here are not to get to the truth in all of this because they have a predetermined outcome. Otherwise, they would have a truly bipartisan committee. They wouldn't have kicked Jim Jordan off the committee. Now, let me go to TV, my show, the night of January 6th. Uh, And again, all I'm saying here is pretty much everything I said in the summer of 2020. To be consistent is not really that hard in life. You know, rioting is wrong, period, end of sentence. And I believe in law and I believe in order. And I believe that in peace and security and safety and security for every American. Now, do I think there were some people based on the reports that there were people that had staged certain things? Yeah, I think that's true, too. But um, anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what this ultimately comes out with. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's a predetermined outcome. Now, the allegation is, well, well, Hannity's inconsistent here. I'm, I'm not inconsistent at all because I said it all throughout the writing in 2020. Remember, we were the only people to reach out to Horace Lorenzo Anderson Sr. when his son was killed in the Chaz Chop Autonomous Summer of Love Zone, the Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone. Anyway, here is the night of January 6th. This is from my TV show. Let me stop here and be crystal clear. Uh, Those who truly support President Trump, those that believe they are part of the conservative movement in this country, You do not. We do not support those that commit acts of violence. They people we don't believe should be vandalizing our nation's capital, attacking the brave men and women that keep us safe in law enforcement. They don't storm the Capitol. They don't place pipe bombs at the RNC or anywhere else. And all of today's perpetrators must be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Every good and decent American we know will and must condemn what happened at the Capitol. And moving forward, we have got to do a dramatically better job protecting the innocent men and women who work there. We've got to protect our law enforcement officers. We've got to protect every single elected member of the Congress and Senate. This is not politics. They deserve to be protected. And that's what I said on TV that night. Anyway. Mark Meadows will join us at the top of the hour. The media mob has just gotten everything I said wrong. It'd be interesting if they actually did some real work for once in their life. They're so friggin' lazy and wrong as usual and rushed to judgment as usual. By the way, Politico is reporting that it looks like mansion and cinema are not the only obstacles to Joe Biden's build back better new Green Deal socialist uh, fiasco. Ron Wyden, chairman of the Finance Committee told reporters more than 20 issues currently are playing out before the uh, Senate parliamentarian, which means that it's not just Manchin standing in the way of the bill. We have more than 20 issues that we are litigating with the parliamentarian. 
state and local tax deductions is one of them. They're trying to put in amnesty for illegal immigrants, another one of them. Ongoing climate and energy issues to be resolved with Manchin and Republicans, you know, making challenges on their own. Uh, other news today, Cuomo has been ordered, Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, to turn over the $5.1 million in proceeds he had from his 2020 pandemic memoir within 30 days after a state ethics board found that he had run afoul of state ethics laws. The board, the Joint Commission on Public Ethics, directed Cuomo to relinquish the money to the state attorney general's office and authorize the office to enforce the collection. Uh, Cuomo has vowed to fight the resolution, which, uh, owing to its unique circumstances, would seem to have little precedent in court. So maybe I guess that'll end up in the in the, in a court of law. Uh, not great news again on the economy. Um, it's actually pretty bad. And uh, I think we better pay attention to this. Joe Biden's America is now on the verge of double-digit inflation, according to CNBC and Politico. Politico recalled that moment. For example, America is now a few tenths of 1% away from double-digit inflation. And, that you know, that brings us back to the Carter years. It's the worst inflation since 1982, 39 years. Uh, Politico says with an inflation rate in 1980 of more than 13%, interest rates at one point, the prime rate was 21%. By the way, the Fed says today, I keep telling you about AmericanFinancing.net to refinance your home. They're telling us we're raising rates. If you haven't refinanced, go today. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. Go. Anyway, we don't have 13% yet, but we're at a 39-year high. We're getting closer. Wholesale prices increased at their quickest pace on record in November, the latest sign that the inflation pressures uh, are going to continue. The producer price index for final demand increased 9.6% over the previous 12 months. Those numbers come with consumer prices now running at their fastest pace in 39 years and core inflation, the hottest in over three decades, nearly four decades. Saki is saying the Congressional Budget Office score is a fake score and a bill that doesn't exist. No, we just don't go along with your phony accounting gimmicks. And we have Schumer and Pelosi and every leader in, in the House and Senate and the Democratic side. Oh, it's the gold standard. Bank of America says American consumers are spending at a faster rate than he's ever seen. Um, I find it fascinating that now the gold standard is being trashed. Most Americans say the economy is getting worse. Inflation is a very serious problem. It isn't a serious problem. Question is, what's Joe Manchin going to do? Joe Manchin now has his off-ramp if he wants it. And you can add to that the $80 billion they want to add to the Internal Revenue Service. That's not going to change my life. Basically, you're going to get the Hannity treatment is what many more Americans will get the Hannity treatment, which is, you know, oh, Hannity pulls file. That's why I always say to my accountants, pay it. Pay it, pay it. Um, but, you know, let's see what they do. They had a conversation. I'm glad it was by phone and not in person. The The power of the Oval Office is, is real. The House just uh, passed Biden's stealth gas tax, which would raise heating costs by 17% on top of what we're paying. This was in the Wall Street Journal. They passed what they call a fee on methane that amounts to a stealth tax on natural gas and everyone who uses it. And that fee is meant to be Biden's contribution to the recent Glasgow vow to reduce global methane emissions by 30 percent by 2030. 
That's an $8 billion tax. The American Gas Association estimates show that Biden's methane tax could add another 17% to an average customer's bill. Even Obama's top economists, they're all saying the same thing. This is this is bad. It's a bad idea. But Jill, Jill Biden, Dr. Joe Biden, is uh, predicting Joe's numbers will rebound once America finally realizes all that he's accomplished. Yeah, his rating on inflation sinks to 28% approval. 69% of Americans disapprove of, of his handling of the economy. White House refuses to admit that soft-on-crime prosecutors lead to spikes in crime. White House repeats that Joe is running in 2024. I don't, I don't, how does he survive three more years? He looks exhausted. And, by the way, he's getting more aggressive by the day.